Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, and welcome back to the Des Bishop Podcast. It's a driving episode today, guys. I'm driving to Westport. It's actually Friday afternoon. Pissing rain. A little bit of traffic here in County Kildare. I'm kind of between, uh, I guess, Lucan, Leak Slip, uh, whatever comes after that. I guess I'm between Leak Slip and Maynooth, actually. Um, Maynooth I'll be at soon. So, you know, uh, Navin will be tonight for you guys. I'll put this up in the morning. Navin tonight. But I, I don't think there's going to be any tickets left by uh, tomorrow morning. And then uh, Vicar Street. There's only standing tickets left next Saturday. Ross Common, St. Patrick's Day. Um, I think there's some tickets left for that. And then there's some tickets left in Limerick. Uh, only in the those side balconies. Uh, the University Concert Hall, March 19th. Um, and then after that, we go. Tal- Actually, I'm doing a charity gig in Wexford, but uh, I'm also doing my own show in Wexford uh, the week after that. Uh, Tala, uh, a lot of gigs after that. So anyway, I, I, running through those gigs. Make sure you check out me and Mama Clamel last night. Amazing show. Um, oh yeah, I'm in Athlone, Mullingar. Um, Anyway, it, uh, plenty, of, plenty of shows. Uh, great show on Clamel last night. Good energy, man. Good energy. Uh, had a little bit of that clean energy. So um, check out the shows. Anyway, I was just thinking that life is like a good baguette. You know, a French baguette. Life is like that. Because the best baguettes... The most amazing experience of a baguette can cut your mouth. It's risky. There's a chance you're going to get hurt. But it's worth taking that risk because the crispy crustiness, the, the, the transition of texture between that harsh exterior and that fresh... Uh, soft interior of the baguette it, it it's just so satisfying that it's worth the fact that you might cut your lip or your tongue or the roof of your mouth on the bite and that's life man you know you really want to experience the the full crustiness of life you know you want to feel that that crunchy texture of life that beautiful sensation you got to be willing to cut yourself. You got to be willing to get hurt. You got to be willing to take the risk. So, if anybody knows me, you'll know that I've just eaten a chicken fillet baguette. 
It's the baguette of choice for Des when he's on the road. I love a chicken fillet baguette. And, uh, you know, I was, I was hungry. I wanted that. I wanted that sweet, sweet texture. As I drive now with uh, lettuce and grated cheese on my lap. This is basically the story of my career. Uh, lettuce and grated cheese on my lap on the ever-improved Irish roads. You know, many years ago, honestly, I feel like a chicken fillet baguette uh, is uh, a chicken fillet regret, as my cousin Sinead calls it. Um, I feel like even that was an evolution. I feel like at the, the very early part of my career, you couldn't even get like a decent chicken fillet baguette in a in an Irish roadside spot, you know? I feel like even that was like an evolution. The ever increasing kind of deli section of the you know the the petrol stations around Ireland they they like they used to be just like you know little side places and there'd be like a tiny section of the deli uh that would only be open from like you know 11 to 2 then then the breakfast roll phenomenon really took off the deli section grew you know, then the old chicken fillets spicier plain now listen, I like the spiciness of the uh, the spicy chicken fillet baguette, but you lose moisture. This is something that a lot of people don't like to talk about. You're sacrificing moisture when you go for the spicy. You're, you're sacrificing moisture for flavor, which is it's a, it's a fair trade-off, you know. In the game of chess, that is life. These are the hard decisions you have to make, and sometimes you have to make the trade-off between flavor or moisture and and a, a kind of a like a like a thickness to the plain chicken fillet for your chicken fillet Raul you know so uh, anyway I today sometimes I go for the flavor and sometimes I go for the the fullness I went fullness today uh, but you know there was kind of like I feel like there was like peak traditional petrol station there was like an era of Ireland sort of Celtic Tiger a lot of workers on the road a lot of immigrants from Eastern Europe and there was fancy kind of like Texacos and like spars in the Texacos and then I don't know sometime around like the end of the Celtic Tiger maybe during the recession I guess with the motorways getting more, you know, finishing up. Suddenly the fucking Irish roadside places went to like the next level. Suddenly it was like Costa Coffee and Subway and, you know, like fancy ass shit, like fresh chopsticks. Suddenly you get a fucking stir fry, you know? I, I, I used to pray that I could get a fucking Cuisine de France, Cuisine de France, fresh baguette. Now I'm it's like I'm fucking traveling the world. Pulling off the fucking N4. The M4. And to be honest with you, the M4, which I'm literally passing right now, the Enfield service station, Enfield service area, that I feel like that was the first, maybe this one, or maybe, no, I, I think it was the M1. You know, like Lusk service station was like the first of these biggies. It was like, ooh, Ireland. You, you, you run away with yourself. Fucking Burger Kings. You know? It used to just be 
You know, ham and cheese. A dry fucking ham and cheese with butter. Wrapped in plastic. You know, you remember those ones? You, you go to like a like a shop and they'd be like the sandwiches made that morning wrapped in like cellophane with like a sticker with the price written on it. You know? One pound eighty nine. Literally fucking squished together like your mother made it for your fucking lunchbox when you were five. Well, those days are well gone, lads. Ireland is fucking super fancy now, man. Well, I charted the progression of my career with the evolution of the Irish service station. Spent many much time in all of them, and I, I love them all. I love them. I love the, the interaction. Uh, sometimes the lack of organization of the queuing system can drive me a little crazy. Or do you know what else drives me crazy? When sometimes you'll be like, can I get some pepper in that? And they'll be like, oh, the pepper's over there. Like, I got to put it in myself. It's like, you do realize that, like, it's awkward for me. When I get in the car and I open up this fucking chicken fill baguette, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, rip these pepper things and I'm going to have to, you know, shake them around. Like, pepper's a pretty common, salt and pepper, pretty commonly requested seasoning, you know? I'm not asking for fucking paprika here. You know, I just want some salt and pepper. Why do you not have, like, salt and pepper shakers right there? Like, boom, shake, 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 shake. Because even sometimes they're nice enough to do it for you, but they still have to, like, grab the sachets of pepper, and they still have their plastic gloves on. You know, they have their plastic gloves on, and they're, like, ripping the the, the pepper. And I'm like, I, I don't know, I feel like this is a cross-contamination situation we got going on here. And then they're, like, shaking them out, and they, and they got the plastic gloves on. You can tell they're not, all the pepper's not coming out of the sachet. I know you only got half of that pepper out. This is not enough pepper. You know, I don't want to be an asshole. Like, hey, listen, you got to rip another one or you got to really commit to the one that you have. But I could tell that you haven't released all the pepper from the sachet, but I want to be that asshole. You know, I just want light seasoning on my chicken fillet regret. But, you know, I don't want to be that guy. I just don't understand the impracticality of relying on the pepper sachet for the peppering of my... Uh, chicken fillet regret you know so sometimes sometimes this system can annoy me still to this day truth be told uh, people that the, 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 the chicken fillet baguette that I just got was uh, actually I, I went into an o, a service station I used to go into a lot before before things really blew up into the next level you know before you could travel around the world uh, you know outside fucking Kilkenny you know and and, and like get a gazillion different types of cuisine. Do you know that I, I recently was at that Kilkenny one, I think, or one of the one of these like super stops along the Irish roads, and they had a chicken katsu chicken baguette. Chicken katsu curry baguette. Chicken katsu curry at a fucking service station. Chicken katsu curry, lads. You couldn't get a fucking chicken katsu curry. In fucking anywhere in Dublin 20 years ago. Now you can get them on the side of the fucking road. Jesus, Ireland. You come a long way, lads. It's fucking great. It's great. I, I, honestly, I didn't love the chicken katsu curry baguette. You know? Because you know why? It's too soggy. I don't like a messy baguette. Okay. Lettuce and cheese, I'll take that all over my lap all day. But I don't want to... You know, because sometimes I drive, I, I drive and eat. I mean, there should be ads about not driving and eating. That's the truth. I, I know that it's not safe. Hands up, I know it's not safe. But I drive and eat. You know, I can get fucking four points for being on my fucking mobile. But I could fucking like try not to spill too much mayonnaise on my fucking lap, 
driving 130K or 120K on an Irish motorway. You know? I, I, I can, I can like, try not to burn my tongue while drinking a Costa coffee and, you know, trying to keep all the cheese from falling off the baguette my first fucking bite. I won't get points. You know, so... Uh, I didn't like the chicken katsu curry baguette because it's too messy. I couldn't drive. I didn't even risk it. I was like, this is a fucking... This is an accident waiting to happen. You know? With me like a fucking two-year-old with a bib on. This fucking shit's gonna be all over me. You know? So I couldn't take the risk. So uh, I had to... Wherever I was, I can't remember. I think it was back when I was back in the autumn. I did a story about it, but... You know, sometimes, you know... Ireland can evolve too far. Chicken katsu curry at the side at the side of a motorway is just that's not what Ireland is, you know. And I, I don't mean this in any xenophobic way. I'm not considering that this has been sort of chicken katsu invasion. Any sort of and he's a I, I don't mean it in any sort of culturally insensitive way. I love a chicken katsu curry, but you know, I don't think it belongs, you know, between Carlo and Kilkenny. You know, I, I wish I could remember where the hell it was, but. Needless to say, I was shocked. And the shock actually caused me to go for it, you know, because I, I, I wanted to revel in this in, insane advancement of Irish roadside cuisine. But, you know, you try, you live and you learn, you take risks. You know, I got burned on that one on the flavor. I didn't cut my mouth. But uh, anyway, the system can fucking drive me crazy. You know, sometimes like with the queuing, you know, you don't, you're not exactly, you know, you don't know who's next. It can be a little annoying, especially when like you've been a bit confused. You've been trying to check out the situation and then somebody comes in who's not really next. You know, it's always bothered me. I used to have a routine about it. Some people probably saw it, but I can't stand when there's like a long queue in like a center or something and they open the other till suddenly and like somebody who wasn't even queuing will just be happened to be like just about to walk up and assess the situation and they'll open up a new one they'll be like uh I'm open and this fucking person who wasn't queuing will jump up you know like as if like oh lucky me no you're not lucky you're an asshole you know I think you should have the the courtesy if you see more than like four people in a queue, you have the courtesy to realize that now the queuing situation is going to change. And I'm always a fan. Listen, you know, anywhere in the world where there's a queuing situation, other than perhaps, you know, supermarkets that have a lot of different tills, a lot of different registers, I'm always a fan of the like, we all line up in one line and then you get called who's next. Because that's the fairest way, right? You know, otherwise it's a crapshoot. And I get it. Life is a crapshoot. Everything today is about metaphors for life. Life is like picking the wrong fuck. You know, sometimes you pick the wrong cue. And, you know, you're going to spend the whole fucking time obsessing about the person who would have been behind you. You know? And now they're ahead of you because you picked the wrong fucking cue. That's life, isn't it? As I pass another one. Holy shit. There's another one right here in Kinnegad. Spar, Buley's, Super Subs. Papa John's, Supermax, fuck me, man. Side of the road, lads. Papa John's. 
Fucking hell. What the fuck is Papa John's doing in fucking the side of the road in Kinnegad? I don't know what Ireland thinks it is. Huh? But, uh... Anyway, um... It's a metaphor for life. Pick the wrong queue. It's very annoying. You know, it's very annoying. And immigration. Anyway, you pick the wrong queue. It'll drive you fucking crazy. You know, somebody has some fucking problem with their passport right in front of you. You're watching all these people behind you fucking going to the next one. You're like, how the fuck has this happened to me? Why is this happening to me? You know, life is random, man. But it's not random when there's clearly a long queue and you just happen to be walking by like open, boom. Not your fucking place to jump ahead. Now, do you say something? You know, it's hard. It's hard to say. What law has been broken? Is there a law? No. It's morality, I guess. Courtesy. What law has been broken? How are you going to say? Oh, yeah, there was a line. It's like, well, uh, yeah, there was a queue. Well, there wasn't actually. There was a queue for the other one, and this one just opened. And this place doesn't have the system of who's next. This place has a system of two registers, two queues. This one just opened, now I'm on it. Fuck you. That could be their response. You know? Well, they want to be that asshole, that's fine. What are you going to do? Is it worth the fight? You know? This is what Joe Biden is dealing with. You know, you got you to find out which fights are worth fighting. I did it once. In Ballymun of all places. I was in Ballymun, Centra, I think, the main town, like the one that's like on the main street. No, super, mm, maybe super value. Anyway, I was in a, I was in a, I was in a shop, Ballymun, and uh, long fucking queue, and it was one of those awkward situations where there's a long queue that's sort of heading towards, but it's like it's it's perpendicular to the to the counter, not. No, sorry. It's parallel to the counter, the line, not perpendicular. So we're all lining up, heading towards the cash register that's closer to us. And the one further from us is not open. So it's not like a situation where our queue is in the middle of two cash registers and you're looking left and right, equidistant, being like, which one's going to open? So even if there had been two queues open, it's still weird because you're keeping your eye on the, the further one. And sometimes the further one will be like, I'm open. And then you'll walk to it. And the, the closer one will open immediately after that. And the person behind you will be at the till sooner than you because they were closer. Even though you were next, you didn't walk fast enough to be ahead of them. But, you know, at least the system's working. It's just you're, you're going to the further one. I think you get my visualization. But it was one of these situations where there's only one register open, one till open. And it was the one closer to the person in front. The queue was quite long. I'm going to say seven or eight people long. Uh... It seemed to be only a matter of time until they would open the other cash register, the further one, uh, because clearly they had a build-up. Clearly we were in a rush, you know? Clearly it was rush time. And uh, I was keeping my eye on the fucking... the guy that seemed to be opening the till. You know, I had my fucking start your engines on. Start your engines. I think this guy's going to open it up. Fucking... Vroom, vroom. I think he's opening it up. And I was next, too. I wasn't even like, <coughs> excuse me, I wasn't even like, you know, six back trying to fucking rush ahead. I was next. It was my turn. Fucking guy opens next. Some fucking random dude. Wasn't even on the queue. Jumps in. 
I got up right behind that motherfucker, man. I was like, you know, there was a fucking long queue back there. I was like, wait, you just open, yeah? No, I was like, yeah, but you're a, you know, I was like, yeah, but it would be a common courtesy. Like, fucking courtesy? Where are you from? And he fucking, dude, it escalated quick. My fault, right? Well, his fault for being an asshole. My fault for getting involved. Literally, 30 seconds of patience avoids this entire confrontation. I mean, if that isn't a metaphor for life, just fucking 30 seconds of patience, and I don't have to deal with this shit. You know? So, it was pretty full on. I can't remember all the details, but it was an argument that he wasn't going to get... I mean, I think he knew he was being an asshole. I don't think he thought he was going to get called out. Dangerous place to start a confrontation, truth be told. But I did it, and uh, there was no solution. You know, I can't even remember if he knew me, or I just can't remember. I just remember thinking that it wasn't worth it by the time it was done. But, you know, I felt, I felt justice was on my side that day. You know, I thought I was going to be the guy to point out the assholes that skipped a fucking queue in a, in a newly opened queue situation. And this is not a slight on Ireland, but I got to tell you, this type of thing happens more in Ireland. It really does. This type of thing happens more in Ireland because I feel like Irish shops don't establish a system as often as they do in other places. Now, I feel like this is ha- the systems are starting to get more complicated. I don't know if people have noticed lately in some of these fancy, you know, uh, motorway stops that they've now started to do like sweets and shit in like a maze. There's like a maze now to get to the queue, trying to get you to fucking buy extra shit. It's all sweets and crisps and phone chargers, and, you know, just like shit that you're like, oh yeah, I need that. So suddenly, you know, where it used to be like quick fucking any fuel, now it's like a fucking rat race to get to them fucking asking you if you had any fuel. And thank God they're finally doing fucking credit cards at the, at the pump. That took a long time, didn't it? You know? And don't even start me on the fucking windows. After 11 o'clock, you can't go inside, but that's a separate pod. Drives me crazy. Oh, here's an old special K. I mean, the, the, the K is new, but the, the this this all dispatch. Wow, this is in Mullingar, outskirts of Mullingar. This, this circle K is not special K. This circle K, been there a long time. Peace and love, man. You guys were there in the fucking old days, man. Represent that special K. It used to be something else. I think it used to be a stat oil. The olden days, the good old days. Dennis O'Brien invested stat oil. Yeah, fucking happy days, man. Good old fucking... That was a simple special K right there. Fucking ham and cheese in a plastic container. Cutting a triangle. Represent. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, don't even start me on the fucking windows. I, I think I've gotten into that before. It's so annoying. You know, because you're driving back. Like, I'll be driving back tonight. I'm not staying in Westport. I'm driving back tonight. If I want to get a snack, I'm going to go to a fucking window. There's always some drunk fucking ass going, oh, fucking Des Bishop, is it? Fucking Des Bishop, what are you doing here? Now, what are you doing in Boris and Ossery? <laughs> Motherfucker, man. I hate the window, bro, because you never like. It's so hard to order at the window. It's like crunchy no cornflakes. What? Crunchy no cornflakes? You're gonna get a milk? Super milk? And then they come back with the fucking plate. No, super milk! No, the whole one, whole. Oh, you know, it's just so annoying. So. Don't even start me on the windows. Last night, me and uh, Steve stopped in Junction 14. Fucking 
Junction 14, represent. Junction 14, Mayfield. M7. Got to represent, man. One of the big, one of the fucking game changers back in the day. One of the first real serious motorway stops. Since renovated, upgraded since, you know. Represent Junction 14, Mayfield. Huh? Taking on us road warriors back in the day. Depths of the recession. Junction 14, Mayfield was like, yo, the future's bright, man. Fucking thing rising up. As you're driving up, you're like, oh, shit. Ireland's moving into the future. You know, things are tough right now. 2009, but Junction 14 is showing us, man, shit's going to get better. You know, every time I see Junction 14, I'm like, things can only get better. Can only get better. Now that I found you, Junction 14, Junction 14, things can only get better. Chicken fillet baguette Insomnia Oat milk latte Come on Junction 14 Come on Can only get better Sorry I got too carried away there <laughs> Woo you know that I'm bored on the fucking road baby You know that I'm bored on the road And that chicken fillet baguette is fucking Paying it's wages today baby Woo So um, who's saying that? Who the fuck's saying things can only get better? Was it E17 or was it take that? Jesus, that's embarrassing. Showing my age there. <laughs> Represent Junction 14. Not a sponsor of the podcast, but maybe they'll maybe they'll hit me up. Um. Insomnia done oat milk now. That, that'll tell you where Ireland's at. You know, because back in the day, you know, I, I would be more of an Americano at an insomnia guy. I just didn't trust the, the barista skills. This is no slight on uh, insomnia, but I feel like with oat milk, it's harder to mess it up, you know? So, uh, anyway, uh, we're talking about, oh, I got into the window. Anyway, represent for Junction 14, keeping the door open late. You know, I understand it's a safety issue, but you were representing last night, letting us in. I noticed you had the maze last night. I noticed you had the maze coming up to the coming up to the till. But you know, you had some good food out there last night. You know, I picked myself up a yo. I picked myself up a a smoothie. I had a smoothie and I had uh, I had some peanut M and M's last night. Represent Junction Fourteen, yo. So. Uh, Anyway, I'm not a fan of the window. That, that, that's been established. But this is a metaphor for life. I always bring it up with road rage, but it's the same. Somebody jumps to an open tail that wasn't on the queue. Don't get into it. Just give them the look. They won't look back. They know. That's how you know that they know, because they never look back. That was in the bit. They never look back, man. You know? You know they're guilty. You know, they're like a fucking Labrador that stole your fucking, stole steak off the table. They ain't looking you in the eye. You know, they're looking, they're keeping their fucking eyes forward. It always bugs me, though, that the the person, that the, the, the employee hasn't, like, called them out. But like, yo, not your turn. But they don't want the confrontation either. 30 seconds of patience. Move it on, bro. Get your fucking Johnny, get your 20 Johnny player blue. Move on. Get your fucking Rizla. Move on. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So. That's a metaphor for life. The fucking cue skipper. But you know what? It's a deeper metaphor, man. You know what's a deeper metaphor? Metaphor for? What is the penalty for that guy? No penalty. So who's right and who's wrong? Is he wrong because he's inconsiderate? Or are we the suckers? You know, that's what I always think. Are we the suckers? You know, because we're, we're queuing up when there's actually no penalty for skipping the queue. You know? We're the suckers, man. It's the same on the road. When... Now, the Irish are very polite with the driving. And I've noticed that this phenomenon in Ireland where... So say there's like a sign that says road, you know, like a, um, like a construction line where up ahead the road is going to go from two lanes to one lane. Right? Now, there's no law that says pretty early on you all need to get over to the right lane. But I always find in Ireland that suddenly it can actually become like a bit of a traffic jam early because everyone gets over early and then everyone goes into this zone of, well, I don't want to be an asshole, so I'm going to just get in the queue. Even though in actual fact, it should just be a merge at the, at the point, right? At the, at the, I, you know, I feel once there's traffic, then it's like a merge, but nobody goes up the, the lane, that nobody's in. They all queue up. And I'm like, hmm, this is a conundrum here. Because, again, like the fucking shop, where I've just dropped some serious morality on you guys, now we're in a situation where I'm not as clear on the morality because I'm thinking, well, it is just a merge up here. There's, no, there's nothing that says get over now. It's just saying, you know, 600 meters ahead, the road converges so why are we converging now? Why are we over here now? Who decided to go early? And then who decided that we're queuing up? I, is this a queue situation? Are we in a queue situation? This is what I want to know. I need to know. Is this an established queue? You know, like rugby. Like, is this a ruck now? The referee has said it's a ruck. Like, are, are we now in an official line? Or did you guys unofficially, you know, start doing everybody's thinking? And suddenly you feel like it would be rude to go up the right. My, my opinion is that it's not rude to go up the right. But now I think if I do, I'm an asshole. But, you know, this is, this is some organically formed consensus that I'm not 100% buying into. And the problem in Ireland is you don't have to buy into it because if you go up, someone's going to let you in. 
In New York, you might get in eventually, but, you know, somebody is going to fucking, they're going to fight to the death to fucking not let you in. They're going to go bumper to bumper. You're not fucking getting in. You can go behind me. Some other fucking pussy will let you in, but you're not getting in on my fucking spot. Huh? That's the way it is for me in New York, these aggressive fucking assholes, you know? They, you, you know, you know they're fucking, they, they, they didn't line up, you know? They're coming in across, they're coming in across the barrier, man. They're coming in across like the, 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 the zebra, the zebra, huh? Trying to fucking sneak in last second when it's an official established exit lane, non-exit lane. That's different. That's official. Official established, uh, th- there's been a quorum established, yeah? The committee has decided that this is the exit lane. It's fucking clearly signed. And this is for people that are going straight. You're not getting out here. For those that listen to my podcast that know New York, I'm talking about exiting the underpass of the LIE to get on the BQE or to stay on the LIE. You know where I'm talking about? One of the busiest junctions in New York. You get out of the exit just after Maurice Avenue. Now you're under the you're under the Long Island Expressway. At the end, there's an exit to the right, one lane. The left lane is to stay on the LIE or to continue to go on to Greenpoint Avenue. No traffic in the left. 100% chock-a-block on the right. A lot of guys go up the left and they fucking sneak in at the end. And there's always a weak link in the fucking chain that lets them in. Now, in the end, I always know that they're going to get in, but I want them to fucking suffer, man. I want them to suffer. These motherfuckers, they're never getting in on me. No way. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world that they're doing this. I've done it. Hands up. I've done it. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. But I think your punishment for being an asshole is anxiety. And I'm willing to sacrifice my own anxiety to give you some. Anxiety, bro. Deal with it. You ain't getting in on me. I'm fucking swear to God. I'm kissing the fucking rear bumper of the car in front of me. Don't even fucking think about it. And I'm looking at them too. And they can see my mouth going, don't even fucking think about it, fucking asshole. Don't even fucking think about it. Find somebody behind me. This ain't your fucking spot. You ain't getting it on me. Huh? I don't know why I care. Ah. Uh, Texaco. Edgeworthstown. Represent. Been here a long time. A mace. Maces, man. They don't fuck around, man. Texaco. Edgeworthstown. Represent. I remember you. You used to matter before the big ones. You know? This is the thing about the the fucking N4, man. It's only a motorway until Mullingar. Now I'm on a fucking one laner like I've gone back in time. My Apple Green. Remember you coming. Apple Green on my right. Um Anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Their punishment is stress. You know? Now I have to say I've done it. I got a whole other language when I'm the asshole. When I'm the asshole, it's a whole other story. When I'm the asshole, and I'm going up the left lane on the underpass of the LIE because I'm fucking late for my spot at the comedy cellar and I left fucking West Hampton too late with all my privilege. You know, all my privileged fucking life. I'm fucking late because I left the Hamptons too late and I misjudged the traffic. I forgot it was a Sunday night and all the fucking rich people are leaving the Hamptons and I got to get to the comedy cellar to make... $40 and uh, fucking packed and I'm whipping up the left lane and honestly I, I'm an asshole but I don't like to be the full asshole I don't like to go all the way to the to the zebra 
I don't like to go all the way to the end. You know, I like to just skip a bit of the line and then I'm searching for that gap. I'm searching for the opposite of me. Somebody who's like not paying attention. Somebody who's got self-esteem and doesn't have their whole worldview challenged by letting somebody in. Their masculinity isn't challenged by the fact that somebody got in in front of me, you know? Yeah, they're just normalized people that don't give a fuck. Not like me. Like, what am I going to lose? Don't you think you're getting in front of me? I'm not that guy. You know? I'm not that guy. You don't get in front of me. I'm a real fucking man. You don't get in front of me. You know, my fucking toxic masculinity being fucking squeezed in the tiniest gap between me and the car in front of me. No, I'm looking for the guy that doesn't give a fuck. Man or woman. That doesn't give a fuck. And hasn't been paying attention and leaves enough of a gap for me to fucking whip in. And I feel like if there's a gap, then I was like, oh, I, you know, I was gonna, I was using the left lane because I didn't realize I needed the right lane. And I'm like lying to myself. I'm like in denial that I'm the asshole. You know, I'm like pretending I'm not the asshole. That somehow, if I can find a sneaky gap, that, that that's all right. You know what I mean? So I'm waiting for somebody to leave a sneaky gap. And then the minute I'm in it, you know, you know what I say the minute I sneak into the gap. Should have left a gap, sucker. And I'm the asshole. Ratting myself out. Who can see themselves in that? I don't know. You know? So the, the, the whole part is hypocrisy. You know? I, 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 I was acting like they're all the villain, but I'm the villain sometimes. That's just life, isn't it? You know, especially when you're just trying to see both points of view. Um, but I don't honk. I'm not a honker, man. The only time I honk is in a genuine, like, situation where somebody needs to be uh, alerted to danger. Very anti-honking. You know, I don't get it. New Yorkers honk way too much. I don't hear half as much honking. Like, literally, like, tenth of the honking in Ireland. You know? Um, so, anyway, uh, that's, a <laughs> that's a metaphor for life. I lost my flow there. I lost my flow. Right at the end there, I lost my flow. I got distracted now. Mick Burke, fucking my tour manager, texts me there. I hope everything's all right. But um, anyway, I'm on the road now. The last thing I want to say is I, um, I'm, uh, I'm watching Vikings Valhalla, you know? And it's very interesting because now Vikings Valhalla is very much a, a moment in history between the Vikings and the British. I haven't watched other Vikings series. I have watched The Last Kingdom, some of it, but I haven't watched the series Vikings, which is filmed in Ireland. Vikings Valhalla, I don't know where it's filmed, but um, Vikings is filmed in Ireland. But you're watching Viking Vikings Valhalla. And listen, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but obviously I'm rooting for the Vikings, right? Which it, it's so interesting, uh, you know, identity, nation building, tribalism. I'm rooting for the Vikings because... Uh, you know, it's really, it's about them. And to be honest, they're going against the Brits. But, historically speaking, 
I'm pretty sure that the old Saxons haven't invaded Ireland at this stage, but the fucking Vikings have. So I'm actually, root at this point in history, I'm not talking about later on, but at this point in history, I'm actually rooting for the fuckers that were in Ireland raping and pillaging and fucking taking away all our wisdom and fucking ruining Clon McNoise and everything else they fucking did. You know? No, I know that, you know, they, they built cities and whatever. It's the evolution. I get it. I'm, I'm not, to be honest, not my area of expertise, this history. But needless to say, the Vikings invaded. Yeah? Uh, so I'm really rooting for the only people that have fucked with Ireland at this stage. Certainly been fucking with the Celts. And it's so interesting about how, you know, who do we see ourselves as? Then I'm getting even deeper, right? And I'm like, all right, so I'm I'm rooting for the Vikings against England here. But, and I don't even know if they deal with Ireland in the Vikings series, but obviously if I'm watching a series, you know, called fucking Vikings Dove Lynn, you know, Vikings the Black Pool, or fucking Vikings Wexford. You know, when I'm watching fucking Vikings invade Ireland. And I'm like, obviously I'm rooting for the Celts, right? But now here's an interesting thing. How the fuck do I know I'm not rooting against myself? Because, honestly, I haven't got the full genetic breakdown of, you know, how much Viking is in us, or me, but you too, if you're most of you, if you're listening, Irish people. You know, a lot of them fucking stayed. You know, their words became part of the Gaelic language, the Gaelica, and, uh, you know, their cities still to this day exist in Ireland. And they're us. They are us. So, are you rooting against yourself? Or obviously, you're tied to the concept of Ireland, this nation that we know today. But of course it wasn't that. And even if you're a Celt, you don't even know if you were a Celt that allied with them. or You know, you don't fucking know. It's just so interesting. You know, we, we're so tied down to our modern identities. But you're literally looking at the history of how us came to be. And don't even try to fucking deny my us in this situation. My fucking people left well after the fucking Vikings. Even that alone, even that, you know? Even the fact that, like, say an Irish-American, you know, whose grandparents are Irish, talks about us when he's talking about the fucking Vikings and the Celts going at it. Uh, that you'd be like, no, but you're not Irish. You know, it's like, you know, you're fucking, both of your fucking DNA going way back. You could literally be fucking telling your cousin he's not your cousin. You don't even know. You know, your fucking eighth cousin. And you don't even know if you're fucking Viking or not. Very interesting, isn't it? You know, just thinking about the the stories that we buy into. And, and honestly, the more I the more I think about history, the more I just think I, I, that all of humanity is more about stories than anything else. You know, and the stories that we buy into. I've mentioned it before, but that's why I love Ender Walsh's plays, because so often they are about being stuck in a narrative, being stuck in a story that you can't escape. And God knows we're watching those get spun right now, you know? And, and, and the amazing thing about the internet is it, it actually, it, it expedites the power of the story. And it expedites the, um, the effect 
that the story has on humanity, the story becomes part of folklore so much quicker now. You know? And and I, I really think that that's the one, when we look back, we'll say that the internet was the thing that started to uh, break down the traditional stories of nationalism, who you are, where you belong. You know, the internet began to fucking... Uh, change those stories and very quickly and society wasn't able to catch up and it's actually one of the reasons why humanity I think is is heading for uh, you know a reckoning is because we can't keep up with these narratives they're changing too fast and uh, as we can see Putin is trying to actually regurgitate a narrative that is dated and uh, you know make it reality literally uh, trying to sort of summon up the ghosts of Nazis, even though he's literally, uh, you know, copying Nazi aggression against, uh, you know, an innocent nation. Uh, trying to trying to frame it in some historical context, but also trying to frame it in a, a sort of a, you know, a sort of a, a dated Russian nationalism of a sort of a Slav empire. So. Uh, can see the stories but I, I'm even talking about the more sinister stuff of you know different people finding out who they are and then buying into the things that you're supposed to believe in to be that person you know I used to joke years ago that uh, as religion broke down we would we would look for something to sort of fill the hole and you know that, that has really happened you know I think that's part of identity politics that they say even though I hate the word identity politics because it's mostly people on the right that say it but it's it's true in the sense that the, the clamoring for identity has has led to some you know some some odd bedfellows you know and I, I don't think we've managed to make sense of it and it certainly doesn't seem to fit or it's certainly slowly seeming to not fit within the cozy concept of the nation state that we've had now for centuries um, and I wonder. That's the only part of the sort of the Bitcoin people that I think is interesting is because everything is evolving so fast and suddenly people are feeling less and less connected to their nation state as an entity or, or a sense of loyalty to that nation state or a sense of, you know, what am I supposed to believe within that nation state that, you know, will the broadness of the cyber world or the ability to be whoever you want to be in the cyber world will that actually be the place where the the new concept of the nation settles you know I don't know how that would settle I don't you know because obviously it, it, it'll bring into question so much of what we take for granted now you know property rights rule of law um, you know any any the justice system, which, you know, you don't have to watch too many Netflix docs before you see that even the justice system is a fucking, is a con, really. But at least the illusion of having a justice system keeps some semblance of order. You know? But I do think it's an illusion. Uh, be curious to see how these new, how these new stories settle down. But people have very quickly settled into some some stories and certainly in the states where everything's amplified you can really see the the sort of the lack of connection or or the the sort of the 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 reframing of what it is to be a patriotic american 
and how that's different for different people. And, it, you know, it's never been further away. So I'll be curious to see, you know, at the end of this, uh, at the end of this car drive pod. Um, but needless to say, I, I'm rooting for the Vikings in Vikings Valhalla. But I accept that uh, they are within me, but they are also my enemy. You know? And the raiding and the plundering. I mean, as a people, they evolved, that's for sure. They went from the fucking most violent to the least violent. You know, now we all... It's, it's funny to look at all these Vikings like raging and fucking taking things and avenging our people. To... The, the ones that everybody says, oh, we need to be more like Scandinavia. We need to be more equitable like Scandinavia. That was some transition. That was some evolution. Anyway, guys, I'm running out of gas, as in mentally, verbally. Uh, I'm not running out of very expensive diesel, although the price dropped pretty quick. Everyone's very dramatic. And then suddenly the price of oil dropped pretty quick, and then it was like, oh, were we over-exaggerating? No, don't get me wrong, it's still pretty high, but, you know, there was a lot of funny videos went out, and uh, within a couple of days they weren't as bad. But um, we'll follow that story. Anyway, guys, uh, we'll see you uh, see you in Navin. Navin, Vicker Street, Limerick, Wexford, get your tickets. Go to desbishop.net slash tour dates. Desbishop.net slash tour date. Spread the word about the pod. I was on Talking Bollocks this week. Very funny. Two great inner city Dublin guys. Young guys doing a pod representing for the working class at Dublin. Doing really well. So, uh, and if you're a new listener to this pod because you listen to me on Talking Bollocks, you're very welcome. Uh, I really enjoyed it and uh, I wish them well. Uh, so do check that out also uh, Subscribe to their pod Subscribe to this pod Spread the word Spotify screenshots Likes on Apple pods Let everybody know We're back Let's get it up the charts guys Tell everybody Especially guys that like to drive I think this is really their episode Peace and love Talk to you next week Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.